welcome everyone to the latest episode of the Here's Johnny podcast. I'm Larry. I'm Justin. I this am Justin. Our, there we go. Better energy. <laughs> this is our second to last forced entry for the religious season. Oh man, I haven't um, even looked at our show schedule in forever. We'll go over it at the very end. We have okay. Rachel's episode coming. And obviously next week will be our special with Eddie for a boy and his dog. Um, but this week we are doing Seagram's forced entry of Bezel Booth. Uh, before we get into all that though, Justin, do you have any show notes, any news, anything we need to bring up at the front? Um, I don't think so. Okay, I didn't have anything either. So what's been new with you? Um, I'm kind of getting back into the swing of things of uh, like writing of future games. So a mm-hmm. lot of stuff I can't talk about. Um, but I watched Bezel Booth. I watched a bunch more of uh, Venture Bros. I watched. Oh man fuck was that movie nick cage it was like the recent one. Oh, renfield renfield yes i watched renfield fucking hilarious uh love that movie it was great um played a little bit more final fantasy 16 i think i'm like two or three chapters from the end i was eyeballing the uh ps5 final fantasy 16 edition over at best buy and you now have a ps5 We'll get to it. We'll talk about it in a little bit here. Okay. Okay. Um, I started uh, kind of diving back into audiobooks again. Um, so did you do Mistborn? No, I'm actually re-listening to the Reckon the Reckoners trilogy. His like superhero okay. books. I'm on. I just I finished book one. Started and finished book one uh, yesterday, and I started book two today, but it was just too hot. I didn't want to like do any thinking or listening. Um, yeah, I feel like it's just I'm kind of back into that zone of like doing a bunch of stuff. Can't talk about it, but I can talk about gotcha. it next week, but not this week. What about you, Larry? Uh, so TV, I really have like fallen off of TV. It was actually like I know the One Piece dubs have hit Crunchyroll, and so some of my friends have been pushing for me again to watch that. Yeah. Um. But I don't. I haven't really been watching a lot of TV. I've been watching the Gordon Ramsay cooking shows, like. We okay, just finished yeah. Next Level Chef season two last night. It's the like it's dumb. Like there's three floors to cook at, like really good, mediocre, and then like really bad. But like I can watch Gordon Ramsay do anything. I just enjoy him. I watched a lot of movies. I watched okay. Pretty Woman. Okay. Pretty Woman. Pretty Woman, yeah. I'd never seen it before. Oh, interesting. What'd you think? I liked it. I liked it better than yeah. Runaway Bride. I don't remember um, Runaway Bride, but I remember uh, a little bit of pretty woman but i like julia roberts and so the next one i think i'm getting from the library is my best friend's wedding i don't remember that one okay but yeah pretty woman was good it was good like i, I had heard a lot about it i had seen the episode of it on that uh movies that made us show or whatever mm-hmm. so it was cool to watch it i watched a boy and his dog which we're reviewing next week with eddie oh yeah did you watch it yet no i'm probably gonna watch it this weekend okay Okay, I'll, I won't say anything else. I was to watch Bezel Booth for this week. I watched the next Studio Ghibli movie, which was the Secret Secret World of Arietti. I don't even think I've ever heard of that one. It's up there in my favorites. It's a retelling of the Borrowers. Okay, you know, like the little people who like take things from the house and stuff. Yeah, uh, I really liked it. It was shorter too. It was like it was like ninety minutes. Oh, which is that weird for Ghibli because because Ghibli's like two two and a half hours usually. 
Yeah, man, I so, know I know another movie that could have been ninety minutes. <laughs> and then I watched the first movie of uh, I think I mentioned last week, week before that I was going to go through the AFI top one hundred films. Yeah. Um. So I watched number one hundred this week, actually yesterday, called Yankee Doodle Dandy. How was it? Um, outside of blackface happening within the first ten minutes, uh, it's about George Cohen. I'm not sure if you know who he is. He's no, like kind of the Godfather of Broadway. Okay. And it was kind of like how he like got started. It started when he was a kid. Like that's where the blackface is. Like family was a bunch of like vaudeville performers, and the four, they all four of them were in blackface. And I was like, oh, so like immediately I was like, I'm not going to like this movie. But Cohen got called to like the president, like the United States president to come and like talk to him. He thought he was in trouble because he was doing a play where he was like kind of poking fun at the president. Oh, wow. And he starts telling the president his like life story. Um, but a lot of the songs that I know from Broadway, I did not realize were like from productions of his. Okay. Um, so it was cool to hear those songs. Um James Cagney plays uh, adult Cohen, and I thought he did a good job. Uh, I liked it. Like I, I was, I, I was unsure. I definitely the blackface obviously is aged incredibly poorly, um, but it was really brief, and I think like it, it definitely made me. It was definitely a fun movie. The next one I have though, number ninety nine, is Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Do you know what that is? No. no so idea. it stars Catherine Hepburn's in it. And then, gosh, Devin, who plays? Who's the male lead in Guess Who's Coming to Dinner? Oh, God. Uh, shoot, what is his name? I keep wanting to say Lawrence Olivier, but I know it's not it right. It's definitely not. It's definitely not, but I know that, why is that name stuck in my head? While she's looking it up for me, um, <laughs> have you seen Guess Who? It has Ashley Kutcher and Bernie Mac? No. Okay, so that came out in like the 2000s. Okay. And Ashton Kutcher. Um, yes, go ahead. So the two male leads, um, Sydney P- Poitier. Poitier. Yeah, Sydney Poitier plays is the male lead. Do you know who Sydney Poitier is? No, God, no. All right, so he's like one of the most famous African American actors of like all time. Okay. So the guess who's coming to dinner is he is dating a white girl, and the white girl didn't tell her parents she's dating a black guy. Okay. And so she brings him over to introduce him for, like, dinner. In 1967. In 1967. So you can, like... Yeah. Well, I mean, you could say say 2023, (laughs) and America is the exact same as it was back then, so... In some places. In some places. Uh, But I I know a little bit about the story because I have seen the Guess Who, which is where Ashton Kutcher is dating a black girl, and she brings him home and didn't tell Bernie Mac that she was dating a white guy. So I've seen that of it. So I'm excited about that. Um, games, we played Deebs again this week. I'm really, yes. really enjoying that. I really want to get that. Like, I was, I, I kind of just want to put a hard day on the calendar where we always do that as a group. And if people can't make it or can't make it, that's fine. But like, we have a day where we're always, like, we book it. Like, someone have, like, Thursday nights for us recording. Like, just throw a day on the calendar of the week. Like, we're going to go online if we can. Okay. Because like, I, I think flexibility especially if they're trying to build the habit back up could be could be dangerous um and then i was playing ptcg live um there's something else i need to talk about then but then books i finished braiding sweetgrass which is the next book club book 
Okay. How was it? Oh, wait. I hated it. Oh, okay. I'll, Is this going to come out after Book Club? Nope. I'm just going to leave it there. Oh, I hated okay. it. Just That's fair. drop it there. I finished Mikey 7, which was that sci-fi book. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, It's a short little read. I, I liked it. It was a lot funnier than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a lot darker. Okay. Um, because of the premise, but it ended up being a lot funnier, but it still tackled a lot of like heavy stuff. So I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I started Artemis Fowl too. How are those books going, by the way? They're good. They, the 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 narrator for both of them has been the same, and I have really enjoyed his narration. Um, and I just like the fact that Artemis Fowl is like an eleven year old who like everyone's afraid of because he's so smart and evil. And he's like fighting like pixies and trolls and stuff. It's, it's it's dumb, but like it's it's a for a six hour audiobook, it's like good. Yeah. Uh, then the other thing, kind of, I was doing is I had some downtime at work this week, and I was looking again to PS Five, like I mentioned. But I kind of also like there's a Steam Summer Sale. There's a lot of games on my wish list that are on sale and stuff. And like, I just really realized that my backlog is not good, and I don't like having things that I've paid for that I haven't beaten. You would cry. I don't even want to backlog. know yours. I don't even want to know yours. You, that'll <laughs> be my homework for next week. I will tell you how many games are in my backlog. Okay, so I'll and tell you I can, mine. I, so I, I can I, come with like <laughs> title, like the names of the titles as well to back it up. So I put it all, I did it all using Steam because all my physical games I've beaten. So any game yeah. I've bought physically I've beaten. So that was really easy. So it's mostly Steam. And um... I use How Long to Beat to kind of put it all together. I currently have 23 games in my backlog. Okay. Child's play. <laughs> and so I, I want to get those done. Obviously, I'm kind of pushing through, like, the Final Fantasy, like, stuff. I After I do the Final Fantasy, I want to go through and do Resident Evil, the same thing, right? Get all the tro- trophies for Resident Evil. I'll probably enlist your help for six Don't worry. <laughs> okay. It's a long ways away. And wait, are you going to do it on Steam, though? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can put mods in there and make it fun. So yeah, because I think even if you mod it on your end, it won't affect my trophy hunting on my end. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I'll even help you with five. Okay, cool. That'd be great. And like, I just, but yeah, twenty three games. I think I can even pull it up. Like the longest one is there, I bought. There used to be a website that you could check your Steam library against how much you paid for the games versus how if you've like completed them or not and it would tell you like how much money you've wasted by not completing these games that you bought that sounds depressing and sad yeah um it was like steam calculator <laughs> yeah so my my backlog if you want to know i can go through real quick it's only 20 of them is alan wake okay alice madness returns control all dlc Crisis Core, Final Fantasy VII Reunion, Dante's Inferno, Dead Rising, DMC, Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2, Resi 7 Remake, Resi 7 Remake Intermission, Gotham Knights, which you got me. Yes. Oh, yeah, right. That was uh, through a <laughs> bundle I bought. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Master Chief Collection, Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2, because they were like 70 cents each. Hell, I'll do a Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2 art. Please stop telling me about games that go on sale for that much, Justin. Uh, <laughs> Lego Batman 1, 2, and 3. Okay. Sea of Thieves, which apparently is 135 hours to beat. Yeah, it's like an ever. It's like a Destiny 
Okay. Kind of okay. Sword Art Online Lost Song. Okay. Tales of Vesperia Definitive Edition. Tesla Grad. Okay. The Wandering Village, and then Vampires Fall Origins. Interesting. I haven't heard of some of those, but okay. Yeah, the, everything is eight hours plus, with the exception of the Control DLC. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. Um, man, that reminds me. I gotta check out that Humble Bundle I got a while ago. That came with, um, Gotham Knights because feel I, free to send me your stuff. Well, but you don't you don't want it because you. Uh, I just said I didn't to... want it. I just I I needed to put it together. I needed to write it down. I needed to focus. So there's a game Ooh. I'm playing right now that I need to beat. I'm close to it being I done. I got some good ones actually. I'm looking at this now. This list. Uh huh. I can see it. Ooh. Okay. So yeah. that's your homework for next week. Then is to let us know. Oh, to tell you my. Actually, I'll give you two weeks because we have Eddie on next week, and I don't think he cares about the games like we do. So I'll give you two yeah. weeks to put it together. Okay, good, because I'm not going to do it this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's kind of all we have for the introduction. I, I oh. have one thing that I watched in its oh. entirety that I forgot. Okay. I watched Muscles and Mayhem, the American Gladiator doc. Oh, okay. How was it? It, oh, it was fantastic. I, I mean, I love that show. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you ever really got into American Gladiators. I didn't get into it, but I know what the show. I, I've watched the show. Okay, it was. I fucking love that show so much. The documentary is. It's just like one of the weirdest documentaries. Like <laughs> the way it was filmed and the okay. way it's like presented is very weird. I don't know how to really describe it that well. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it, if you liked American Gladiators, go watch it because it is fantastic. What's it That's on? A, uh, Netflix. Okay, perfect. Well, with that, you ready to talk about some de- demonic possession? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. All right, everybody, we're going to review Vessel Blue. It is a Mexican horror film from director Emilio Portes. Other works that he has directed are Pastorella and The Popcorn Chronicles. The film stars Joaquin Costco and Tobin Bell. Casio, sorry, Joaquin Casio. My text is too small and that looked like a T and it's actually an I. I'm getting old. I need to zoom in. So Casio is a Mexican actor and poet. He is best known for roles such as Ruben Mascarita in Matando Cabos, General Medrano in Quantum of Solace, Eufemio El Cochiloco Mata in El Inferino, 
Ernesto Fonseca Corillo in Narcos, Mexico, and Major General Mateo Suarez in the Suicide Squad, James Gunn's Suicide Squad. Uh, and then Tobin Bell is fucking jigsaw (laughs) so so we know him uh and he's coming back to our screens as jigsaw this halloween i'm so like i'm really not looking like it's sad because (laughs) i love that series i just i know it's gonna be a fucking bad movie man uh this film made a 1.5 million dollars at the box office and it is on shutter uh, that's all the kind of background. I did find some trivia. It is okay. There is a spiritual sequel to the film, which I mentioned earlier, called Pastorella, also directed um, by Emilio Portes. Uh, the film and Roma are the only Mexican films to be recorded with a 7.1 or higher sound mix. The name Isa is the Arabic translation of Jesus, commonly used in Islam. It's an early foreshadow that the child is the new messiah. When Father Canetti explains why the reincarnation of Jesus Christ had to be in Mexico, he mentions that it had to happen in a country ruled by an empire. The empire that Canetti is referring to is the Institutional Revolutionary Party, or the PRI, which ruled Mexico for almost 80 years until it was defeated three times in general elections of 2000, 2006, and 2018. The PRI was very known for being authoritarian, mass producing lots of mass killings and deep corruption Hmm. so i have a question for you so i looked up pastorella okay do you know it is a fantasy romance comedy i did not dive that far in that rabbit hole after this movie they went the complete opposite that's interesting i do have an email from seagram okay uh he was the one who chose us as one of our patrons and he says lads I've been looking forward to hearing this review for a while. There are two reasons why I picked this film for you. The first is a scene in this movie that sits with me. You'll know it when you see it. And the second is that it provides a unique twist on Christianity that I've not seen in any other movie. Hope you both enjoyed as much as I did. Best, Matt. So, a quick plot summary. The (laughs) film starts off uh, in a hospital and we have our detective just had a baby he gets called into the police station um, and while he's gone some deranged nurse comes in and murders like 15 20 infants before slicing her own throat so there's that <laughs> yep Followed up by a five-year time skip where the detective has pretty much lost his way. His wife is dead. Uh, And then we find out that there was a mass school shooting. So more kid death. Um, This paranormal investigative unit from the gringos, from from the people up in the U.S. are down there. And that's where we kind of start getting our first intimation that this is something more is going on than just meets the eye. Uh, and that's when we have more kids die in a swimming pool yep. um, by being electrocuted. Uh, but that's kind of where the kid death, well, the on-screen kid death starts. It's then where our detective and his gringo compatriot go to this old abandoned monastery read by, read by this uh, priest who apparently was looking for the Messiah reborn. 
Um, they come across the statue of Jesus that's like possessed by a demon, and that gets really weird and dark. Um, but then we find out that there's this young boy and his mother, uh, the young boy by the pastor and his cult believe that it is the reborn Messiah. They're trying to escape and get him out of Mexico and into the United States and kind of get him into hiding. The detective has been possessed after that encounter with the Jesus statue. They have to do an exorcism on him, which I don't understand why they had to do what they didn't just like leave him behind. Yeah. But the exorcism included like a crucifixion. Uh, and the mother of Issa and the gringo are trying to like hold him back and he's like escaping and that's when jigsaw comes and leaves the young boy and seals the demon out of the detective places in the rock they blow up the cavern bury him in the rock the gringo goes back to being a pastor refuses to tell where the messiah his mom and the detective are uh that's kind of where the movie ends yeah oh yeah and they like they drive by and a bus is like on fire yeah, of kids. A school bus. A school yep. bus. Yep. Okay. Uh, I think I kind of need to get this like out of the way because it's going to be something that's going to weigh on like the rest of this movie for me. Okay. Um, like my wife and I were trying to start a family, and kid death has never really bothered me before because it's usually like one and done or not a lot. Yeah. Um, maybe you can speak differently about it because I know that it's always been a big thing for you. But when this movie starts off with like the mass brutal murder with a scalpel of a bunch of newborns and the sounds and the gore and the blood and the parents like sitting outside of it, for me there's like two like there's like there's like two paths that will happen. The movie is going to earn what it just fucking put me through, or I'm not going to have a good time. Like if you're going to make me watch that, if you're going to make me endure that and, like, I'll just say like, suffer through that sequence because that's kind of what it was for me. Yeah. Everything else needs to hit. And with it followed up with the school shooting and obviously here in the United States, like, that's kind of become almost like a daily thing, which is so sad. Um, Like, all that kid death for me really put a damper on how I viewed the rest of this movie because I think the plot is a little bit weak. It's, it's interesting, which we'll talk about, but like the plot is weak. A lot of the cinematography gets weird at times, which I don't understand why it needed to be, which I'm sure yeah. you'll bring, bring up. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah. Um, I just like it, that scene happened and like I just... Oops, I dropped my pen. It really just... I don't know. I did not like that opening scene, and it kind of put me off for the rest of the movie. How about you? Yeah, I mean, so obviously I don't like watching Kid Death and having to watch it. Like, because I times. texted you, and then I texted yes. you again, and I was like, yo, bro, like this is going to be a lot. <laughs> yeah, and it, it was. Um, and I really do think... While the idea of the plot is interesting, yes. I agree it doesn't earn anything that it does do when it tries to shock. Um, no pun intended, because of the pool stuff. <laughs> I um, didn't think about that. Yeah, uh, the pool stuff was very rough as well. Um, the movie theater is like 
that didn't really bug me because there wasn't like you didn't really see anything yeah um and no one hangs out in the lobby of a movie theater you're trying to get it out of that area as fast as possible exactly like especially with kids you're like fucking in and out like, <laughs> yeah you're probably splitting up and one parent's going to the county other yeah everyone's hurting into the theater yeah it's uh it's it's uh, the wild west um but it doesn't do anything to earn those scenes and to start with that i already i like immediately was like this is gonna like you're right either it's gonna do something to earn it and it's gonna be like okay i can understand why they did that or like hey it was okay but no it, it just man it is such a bummer and like i enjoy watching bummer movies sometimes yeah but it wasn't like I read bummer books. <laughs> yeah, well, so do I. Like it's what yeah. I, what I like to do, but not here, man. It's just like it was. It was almost like they were. They had this like idea of what they wanted to start the movie with, yeah. and had nothing to follow it up with. Yeah, because like even like the rest of the plot, which I do find interesting, the fact like the, the Messiah has been trying to be reborn, and like the forces of evil keep trying to put it down, and like they do it in these mass ways in order to like make sure they hit their target. Like, like the idea of that is fine, mm-hmm. but correct me if I'm wrong. Isa wasn't ever mentioned or intended to be in that nursery the boy the messiah yeah he was just his mom had just taken him out of the yeah. nursery so he was like supposed to be because he was also supposed to be at the class in the classroom like he was supposed but his, to yeah be. but he was sick or whatever yeah or he because he, he, he had a nightmare um i just like i it's it's a uh, lot, man. It's a it's lot, a lot. Watch a bunch of fucking babies get stabbed. Yeah, it's it's a lot, and I don't think the suboptimal plot to say the to say it in a nice way uh, earns it. I actually found this because like it could have. I I I see some of the ideas that they have, especially later in the movie, but they don't pull them off well, and like any way shape or form and it just kind of like I understand the end is like oh you know like they're still out there but it ends in such a weird like have you ever played Max Payne no okay my analogy is not going to make any sense but it it ends like how I feel Max Payne 3 starts which is just fucking weird and like why yeah, and so, like, I do follow the plot thread. I do think it's an interesting take about, like, the Messiah Reborn. And the Age of yeah. I, it's kind of cool. It remind, there was, there's some things that remind me a little bit of Constantine. But, like, the other big thing, too, that, like, this is more, like, a critique of the plot than it is, like, my big issue with the plot, is that why the hell do they not just leave that dude in the cave and then blow it up? Yeah, I have I have no idea why they did that or see like they had no he, connection to him. Like Tobin no, Bell's no. character had killed a bunch of people in the meantime. And it wasn't like I, he was adverse to doing it, and like he was also like corrupt. Like we we knew he was a corrupt cop. Yeah, yeah. his son died, but we we knew he was a corrupt cop. Yeah, and like 
They stopped everything, even though the Messiah is the most important. They stopped everything and put him at risk to try to do an exorcism. And and not only that, but like they, I feel like they misuse the paranormal investigators so quickly. Yeah. yeah. After we get, because they they do have a generally generally like cool showing in this in this in the classroom. The school. Yeah. I thought that was really cool, and then they just kind of like drop it all. We have no idea what happened to his squad. Yeah, we have no idea what happened to his squad. There was like they set up this like really interesting idea of like the duel, the like the duel of death kind of thing, where like where it's happening up on the roof, where and yeah, it happened on the ground. Like it's it's kind of carrying on, like after the the act actually happens, but then it just like immediately drops it. Yeah, and turns into this like weird exorcism movie that like I don't <laughs> I don't know yeah I, <laughs> like nothing well, not nothing but there's just so much about this that there are things with me. yeah there are things here that like I'm interested in like like this was a more interesting movie than say like House of the Devil yeah but that kid death stuff has really started me off in a way that I was not cool with yeah and like after that I was just like you get bombarded with so much fucking brutality of children and it's just like Jesus fucking Christ I don't know like it the only thing I can even think about is like Eli Ross movies like when I saw Green Inferno where it's just like violence and violence and violence granted this violence isn't on the level of an Eli Roth but it's the only thing I can compare it to where it's like you're just so uncomfortable and not in a good way and I feel like anybody who enjoys this movie, especially starting with all the kid death, has got like some weird sicko <laughs> fantasies about them that I don't understand. For plot, I gave it a five. I give it a four. Sorry about the aggressive dog. He sees a squirrel. Cinematography. Oh boy, this is. Let's so... start with the pros. Okay. I kind of liked the Jesus on the cross talking. I liked how when he moved, he crumbled. It did look like computer, yes. but they obviously tried to hide it in the shadows. And I, I just liked how whenever he moved his neck or when he moved his arms, like the the porcelain cracked. Yeah, so no, I, I I do agree. That was cool. That was cool. Um, I liked how Tobin Bell was like glowing a little bit when he trapped the demon in the rock and then the rock was glowing. That was a cool practical effect. Okay. <laughs> um, the statue room. Um, is that like the... Where they the, do the exorcism? That room looked really fucking cool. And then the sequence where they put the sheets on it and the faces get sucked back. So oh, As like, they're like breathing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are some things like that that I definitely like. Um, those are the big things I liked. Yeah, uh, I, I would agree. I think uh, the reveal of kind of going back to the classroom, obviously, that yes. was like brutal That's and sweet. very brutal. But when they're revealing the like the demon pause, like going up to the ceiling and everything. I thought that was like a cool, an interesting reveal. Yes. A hundred percent. 
I can't get my mind off the super bad CGI and the really weird, like, impose. It was like, why did they overimpose the blood? In it which, looks in which spot? Um, specifically the ending. Because when, I noticed it in the baby death scene too. Oh man, no! In the ending, when uh, um, our lead, our our detective is fighting the gringo. Yeah. Um, oh, when he stabbed him in the side. And it's just like clearly nothing happened. Like they didn't have any practical effects, so they were just like, "Here, let's like film this and then just like put put blood spurt over it in like After Effects or something." It looked so bad. Yeah, I I, I totally agree because like the thing is like you don't need blood spurts there. You can just let them bleed. That's making yep. bloody. Mm-hmm. Um, I also just like I'll say it again because it's going to kind of taint a lot of the sections. The open murder sequence of all the children and the hospital and then the school kids getting shot and just like the one scene where the kid puts the gun in his mouth and stuff like yeah too much too much like things i don't need to see on tv because it's on the news every night like this shit i just don't need um but kind of besides that uh i was able to find any budget information i would imagine it was probably on a tight budget um but the rest of the cinematography lost the rest of the shots are all kind of like pretty average i think at best yeah yeah at I th- best i mean like the thing is is i i understand not having a budget but in a lot of these scenes would have just been better without the blood spurts or like when uh the detective is chasing the mom and kid through the tunnels and he oh, looks yeah. back and he's like this really really poorly animated cgi yeah. devil at that point, it would have just been better to keep the detective chasing them. We get, yeah. we uh, we get it. We understand. You, you get intimate, like maybe make the shadow half horned or something. Yeah, but yeah, because it looks like some out of Ghostbusters. It yeah, like I, I would say that at times the weird bottle of water in uh, that really uh, the space movie from the nineties that we watched. Uh, Event Horizon. Oh yeah, that looked better uh, than the CGI in this movie. Okay, uh, so for cinematography, I give it a five. I give it a three. Okay, audio. I think this is the area where this movie is best. I agree. I agree. Tobin Bell being a creepy old priest with demonic tattoos all over his body. Sure, I'm there it's for it. Awesome. I believe absolutely. It. Yeah, uh, and he's got like. As soon, so I didn't know anything about this movie going into it. Me either. <laughs> Me <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's either. Fair. He, as soon as he started talking, it was like, oh, okay, Tobin Bell's in this movie. Cool. <laughs> like mm-hmm. he's got like an iconic voice. And it was obviously. cool because when you get someone like him, like I you know, like uh, um, Robert England, right? Because he's so yeah. tied to Freddy that whenever you see him, you kind of go that way. I didn't necessarily go to Jigsaw right away. I like obviously the voice reminds me of Jigsaw, but like. I didn't think this was a jigsaw movie. Yeah, so, absolutely. So that was cool. Um, I did think Casio as a detective, like I felt his pain when he yeah. went into that room. He was probably my favorite in this entire movie. I think he was amazing. Yeah. I, I really like I would watch him in a drama. Like, yeah, I, absolutely. I, I really, really enjoyed him. I thought Issa was fine for a very young child actor. Nothing yeah. he didn't ask too much of him. I thought his mom did a very good job of trying to to like to show that she was compelled i definitely think if i was the kid's mom i'd be like fuck that detective get my kid the fuck out of here yeah but maybe that's just me 
Um, I think the weakest actor is the gringo detective. Yeah, because even um, our detective's partner, I yeah, actually I really liked enjoyed him. him. Yeah, I liked him. Yeah, yeah, he was good. I did. I just think like he was just like it was like he was bad. He was just like very not as toast. good as everyone around him. Yes, and thus it looked a little bit worse. Uh, not really a score to speak of necessarily. I really can't even think of any like yeah yeah but but no and and you know what that actually kind of makes sense because when i was at the start of the season when i did my like little mixy thingy Uh uh-huh bezel booth was one of the movies i just like literally could not find any music for interesting well there you have it yeah okay uh so for audio i gave it a seven and a half i was really kind of impressed yeah i gave it a seven um a lot of those points are for the detective. I thought he was amazing. How scary. I started this review with something, I guess I might as well end with it. The murder of the babies and then the school shooting did not come across as scary to me because there was no tension. It just came across as brutal the movie started out like that right um and so i'm immediately just like less invested because of like that that object brutality yeah absolutely i think there are things that could be scary um for example if the woman who was trying to electrocute the kids in the pool Maybe if someone had stopped her, because we had enough fucking kid death at that point. Yeah. Like, you can. It, w- it would have been scarier, like, if they hadn't, like, if it had been building up to them and yeah. not having it happen. Um, having some restraint would yeah. have been nice. Yeah. I think them being chased through those tunnels trying to get into the United States was scary. And then they flipped to that crappy demon looking thing, which is like, okay. Because Cassio has this, like, he's a big man, and he's, like, he's, like, lost his mind. He's obviously possessed, so there's a lot going on there. Yeah. And so, like, I'm invested in that. And then you go to that, it's, like, ugh, again. Um, there are some images, like, when they first go into that room with the Jesus statue, and, like, like there's images and stuff. There are some scary things behind it. Um, And then, like, the, kind of the premise of it, too, like, that Messiah is trying to be reborn, but these demonic forces are so prevalent and so powerful that they're actively trying to, like, stop it from happening. Like, they are going, yeah. they're doing everything in their power to prevent this thing from occurring. So, there are things about it I like, but, like, just off jump, like, when you make me sit through something as brutal as that... I'm not going to get attached to anything else because like if like if you're going to kill every single motherfucking baby in that room like what is there to get attached to yeah and then there's the dumbness at the end like there's no like why would you say that? Like, it made no sense yeah I know I agree with that one yeah um, okay. yeah I mean I, I agree I think starting off the the, the, the kid death was like more it felt more if, like should i have ex- not warned you oh no i appreciate the warning <laughs> okay okay uh, I, it, I didn't know but like when i saw it and like and like i was inclined to like 
like oh, pause yeah. the movie and be like, what That's the stuff. fuck? Like, yeah. I, I, I feel, I felt like I needed to tell you. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Yeah. Because I, man, all that kid death just felt more like exploitative than anything. Yeah. Um, they just did it for, because they could, um, it was really gross. And I think the caverns at the end could have been really scary if they did, like you said, if they did flip back and it was just the detective, but because they used the really bad CGI and the really bad, like blood over effects, it really like took me out of the moment and I couldn't help but laugh. Um, how rough it was um yeah i like i had nothing here i was more just like oh well this movie sucks kind of thing so for how scary i gave it a three i give it a one all right let's review our scores for plot i gave it a five you gave it a four for cinematography i gave it a five you gave it a three for audio i gave it a seven and a half you gave it a seven and for how scary i gave it a three you gave it a one that gives it a here's johnny final score of a 44 I, oh. I could hear you scrolling all the way down. <laughs> uh, it is tied with uh, some interesting things, Justin. 3D Monster Maze, Deadly Premonition, Evil Dead Fistful of Boomsticks, Friday the 13th Part 2, and Life. Oh, sorry, Shannon. <laughs> the films below it are Tammy and the T-Rex with a 43, and the film above it, another one starring Tobin Bell, Jigsaw. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. All right. That is our review of Bezel Booth. Uh, we want to thank Matt for being a patron and selecting this film for us to review. Uh, we're going to play a quick commercial, and then we'll head on in to the closing. Ghosts. Split souls. Monsters. Sociopathic villains. Cold-blooded murders and nightmares becoming reality. Does this sound like horror to you? Actually, these are all things that can be found in the Harry Potter series. It can be scarier than you might think. I'm Katie. And I'm Audrey. And on our podcast, Wizard Studies, we talk about all these parts of the wizarding world and even some more lighthearted stuff. We can be found anywhere you listen to your podcasts and on Instagram and Facebook as Wizard Studies Podcast and Twitter as Wizard Studies. Now back to your regularly scheduled horror talk on Here's Johnny. Next week, we are taking a break from horror, a break from religion, and we're going to the wasteland. Uh, Eddie won the patron contest that we were kind of doing on the side where in our fireside chat, we were having a secret word. And if you were the first person to put that secret word into the chat, you got to pick any movie for us to watch. And so I know Eddie's got a really big film buff. So I was ready for... Because obviously he made us watch Thirst, right? And that's yep. a very artsy kind of movie. Um, and I was ready for something like that, right? Something artsy-fartsy. Uh, you'll hear next week what a boy and his dog is. Eddie is joining us for that. It's going to be fun. I, we haven't necessarily figured out our criteria for that. That's something I actually have on my to-do list for the show. Uh, to figure out how we're going to talk about that. Eddie is going to come. He said it won't necessarily be a background on the movie. He said it will be something like that. Because okay. he also acknowledges that this is a interesting little gem. 
Okay. Interesting. Okay. Uh, so that's what's coming next week. Um, kind of reviewing the schedule like I was telling Justin. Uh, after that, we have Saint Maud. Oh yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that. I think I say that every time though. So. <laughs> I haven't seen the. I haven't seen it either. Uh, Dante's Inferno, which I should be picking up from the library hopefully oh, soon, which is fuck. so cool. I can get that from the library. Uh, then we're doing a new movie release. We're reviewing Talk to Me, a twenty four summer movie. Right. Rachel has seen it twice now, and she says that it's gotten better each time she's seen it. So I'm pumped. Uh, then we have Rachel's Force entry. It's currently slated as Apostle. I've already seen it, and she wants to try to pick something different. So that is scheduled to change. And then we're doing a little bit of a vampire movie. We're doing The Last Voyage of the Demeter, another new movie to the theater. Um, and then, guys, we're wrapping the season up. Uh, patrons, keep an eye out. I'm going to be asking for your forced entries. And we're going to do another bracket and pair them all off okay. and see and see what comes out on top. I actually might do that next week and get everybody's picks next week for that. Okay. Um, and slate that movie, and then we'll review it. Uh, we aren't going to be diving in to a new season. We're actually going to take a, a weird th- break. A, a, not a break from recording, but like a, no, a, no, no, a break no, 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 from no, no, like yeah. a season schedule. We'll yeah. kind of go into it later, but it's going to be new movies, movies that we want to do that we haven't been able to like fit in anywhere, some yep. interesting games, and then some specials. And it's also around like the Halloween time, so we have a lot of cool content planned for that. But then, Justin, we need to start figuring out what. Uh, the next season's going to be. We need to look and see which ones we haven't done yet. Yeah, I have an idea Okay. for the next one. But but guys, that is our review of Bezel Booth. Yeah. Patrons, make sure you stick around for the campfire discussion. And everyone else, until next week, stay scary. The Here's Johnny podcast is brought to you by Larry and Justin. You can find the show on Twitter at Here's Johnny Cast, and you can find Larry at beaver la you can find justin at pickle thing and you can email the show at here's johnny podcast at gmail.com you can look us up on facebook at here's johnny podcast as always in the show notes you can find links to the discord and to the website we are also on instagram at here's johnny underscore podcast also in the show notes we'll have a link to the twitch and youtube channels and if you would like to support the show you can head on over to patreon.com slash here's johnny podcast every cent goes into the show And yeah, we just really use it to make the show better. Again, I just want to say thank you very much to our patrons. Uh, You guys helped make this possible. Yeah, Patreon is the way we support the show. We are looking to get rich. And like Justin said, every dollar, every cent, it all goes back in. There's some pretty cool tiers. So head on and look at that. But until next week, see you guys later.